Hello, and welcome to the Angelic Healing Podcast. In this space, myself or members of my North American team want to talk about all sorts of different topics, such as spirituality, gifts, healing, awakenings, and many, many more. I hope the time that you spend with us here, you find a little peace and harmony, and maybe even a few answers along the way. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you, everybody, and for coming to tonight's edition of Enlightened Entanglement. For all those that are joining us here in Alt Space, a big hello and lots of love. Thanks for coming. For those that are listening later on the podcast, again, same for you guys. Thanks for spending some time with us here today. My name is Daniel. I'm the owner and founder of Angelic Healing, and also known here in the metaverse or in Alt Space as Seven Tailed Fox. This is my daughter, Dana, or Divine D. Um, we wanted to bring this event, for those that have never been here before, to you guys about a lot of the conversations that me and Dane have. And we, whether we're in public or in private, we tend to jump into these deep, wild conversations about just about anything and everything. So the purpose of tonight's event is to bring those, these conversations to you guys and hopefully involve you guys on the conversations or maybe affect you guys a little bit with, with the things that we talk about or even just get you to think for a bit. So why don't I kick this over to you, Dana, and you can tell everybody about tonight's topic and why you wanted to bring it up tonight, and we'll go from there. Hello, everybody. So tonight we are talking about cleaning the closet. And what we mean by that is kind of a part of, you know, it's constant in everyone's awakening or healing journey no matter how big or small it is and this can look different person to person but it's an essential step in almost every journey we take where we kind of look back in our life at all of the experiences that we've accumulated and we start to really clean it out and inventory them and understand them and look at things that we've kind of just carried with us and never given a second look and sometimes this is a small and a quick tidy and for some people this is a big big job to kind of account how we've gotten here to this very point. So we wanted to kind of bring forward that and talk about it because it is such a common experience. And a lot of times people go right to those big, huge cleans, you know, the, the trauma, the the baggage that we're all carrying with us or that some of us carried with us. But it's kind of everyone's responsibility and job at some point to kind of look at where we've been and take account and organize that and make it make sense and understand who we are and how we've gotten here like I said so that's kind of what I wanted to bring to the table tonight for you when you hear you know cleaning the closet or we talk about that where do you go to first like what do you want to talk about first well, generally, when we sit down with somebody through their process, whether it's their healing journey or awakening journey, one of the biggest steps to work through is to to stop them looking forward through their the lens of their past. And, you know, I think if we dive in first to why this becomes so important or why this always becomes, quote unquote, the thing, you know, of a self journey or, you know, 
getting rid of the skeletons or some people call it shadow work. I mean, there's a hundred different names for the exact same thing. Um, it's because we end up, you know, our view forward is changed dramatically when we have that baggage that we're dragging forward and we're filtering it through the emotional, whether it might be scars or, you know, whatever that might be for somebody. It changes the way we approach things in the future and it certainly changes the way we approach ourselves. So I think understanding why this becomes so important or why it becomes such a staple for people in these, you know, journeys is to get rid of those lenses. And we want to clear the vision as we start to move forward or as we start to grow our own boundaries or, you know, widen our vision, the clearer that vision is, the better and the quicker we can move forward and the more stable we can move forward. If we're always trying to know adjust and readjust and adjust again and readjust because we can't quite see the thing that we're trying to learn or we can't try to see the the modality or the way of life or whatever it might be can't quite get a solid grasp on it is probably because we're not seeing it cleanly so when we you know it's a staple step you know over and over and over we have helped people with different areas this in whether that's in the beginning of their journey or a reawakening or a moment where they're doing some more growth and they end up reaching up, you know, back to a, a different point in their life or something else shows up for them differently mm-hmm. becomes a very common tool to use with somebody. And they get very, you know, sometimes they, you know, they get very good at the tool eventually. Right? And the, the big word in full air quotes is eventually sometimes mm-hmm. it gets a little bit tiring you know repeating going backwards and saying well oh this just showed up for me and oh my goodness when when is this work going to be done mm-hmm. but you know again it's about clearing that vision so that work becomes crucial as far as why it's necessary especially when somebody goes through that growth cycle or they're moving into something new so this question might come across a little blunt but so do you think that having a clean closet is really one of the things that makes the difference between a wise, experienced person and a jaded person, like when it comes to perspective? Well, I don't like that you compared wise to jaded, right? I think we have to separate those because I think they're going to swim in different circles. When it comes to the somebody where they get jaded and they get bitter, yeah, I think there's maybe some baggage there that they haven't dealt with or they haven't had the support to deal with. Because we talk about a self-journey all the time, but you don't have to be by yourself in a self-journey. You can mobilize a support group. You can mobilize a community in those moments. You can mobilize your soul family in those moments to help you and embrace you through a lot of those moments to hopefully take away some of that bitterness and realize that you are supported and you are loved in those moments. But if you think back, and this is why, you know, I really want to separate those two terms because my definition between knowledge and wisdom is, you know, wisdom is knowledge plus experience. So sometimes half the crap we go through in life, you know, in our experiences or our baggage is where we end up bringing the most wisdom from. And it's those experiences or those victories that are those hurdles that we've climbed over. Um, is where we draw a lot of our life experience off of. And a lot of our wisdom comes from that once we become victorious from it. Once we free ourselves from that is when the wisdom starts to flow in and we're able to see it for what it was. If we're still experiencing that event, you know, a decade down the road, and we're still emotionally experiencing this thing over and over and over again, 
we haven't moved past it in that moment. And we're still reliving it over and over and over again. It's still baggage for us. Mm -hmm. Well, I think really the big difference between the two and what can happen in that transition of cleaning the closet is you have that, for some people, that connotation of I've been through so much is a really negative sentence for them. That's, you know, the way that they express it. And then all of a sudden we go through this transition, we clean the closet, we organize things, we learn those things, we kind of take the wisdom from all these experiences. And then saying, how I've been through so much becomes a much more positive and, and lighter statement once we realize that there was some productiveness in all of what we've carried. Well, and I think that's the biggest part, you know, when we even compare, you know, victim mentality to survivor mentality, we've released the thing that is happening to us. And now that's just an experience that I had. And I've now gotten over it. And usually the, we talk about the transition from victim to survivor when you know, they, they talk about mastery. There's a lot of different words for the same thing. Um, the person has then, you know, taken what they can learn out of something negative or maybe something horrible or, you know, whatever it might be. And although I don't want anybody to go through anything negative and horrible, sometimes those lessons that we draw from that are they're not replaceable, right? And they're not duplicatable. Not like you can gather the same kind of wisdom off of, you know, a quick Google search, right? In thought or in theory, sure. And we can know the difference between right or wrong on the page. The value of that experience, it's, un, it's not tradable. And sometimes I really have found sometimes you have to be really careful because there are certain people on the journey that aren't at that point of being ready to accept that there could be good in that. Not that it was good that it happened or that, Absolutely. you know, anything like that. Some people get really defensive when you say like, oh, well, like what could you have learned from that? Or what could be a silver lining within those experiences? But I think when someone is ready to really clean out the closet, that's when the openness comes. And that's kind of the discovery comes of this doesn't all have to sit badly. Uh, yeah. And I think this is where it's important, you know, when you're in your self journey, not to be by yourself. Because sometimes you need a sounding board. Sometimes you need somebody to bounce a few things back to you and to realize and give you a bit of perspective of where you're currently sitting at. And this is where it becomes so crucial to bring that, you know, whether it's a circle or whether it's a family or a community or a group, whatever it might be, to the people that you trust the most. Because it's such an intimate experience. And there's such a closeness in there in those moments. Um, you need that caring and you need that compassion and you need that ability to be honest even right? because it's not a horrific experience that you've learned something from right it's what changes you've made within yourself and it's where you've grown where you've realized you're stronger than you maybe you thought you were or lessons you've learned in healing along the way that has become the magnificent thing out of this Right. If there's a horrible event, you know, if, you know, I was robbed or I was hurt dramatically or whatever it might be, um, there's nothing good that comes out of the actual event, right? But my healing process on the way out and that's that climb up the staircase of where I reevaluate, you know, not only myself, but my actions in those moments and then where I went to and then even the, uh, the ability of my forgiveness in those moments and what I was capable of in those moments, that's the learning side of things. So a lot of people, you're right. 
if they're in the middle of the moment, right? And this is why sometimes large groups are dangerous when you talk about stuff like that, because somebody will misinterpret that. Um, but, you know, it's, I completely lost the train of thought. That was funny. Um, but it's, you know, it, it's those steps that you're, it's the exit out of that, right? That's where the, the beauty starts to sink in and that's where the new starts to sink in and that's where the growth starts to sink in. Mm, absolutely. I always say that, like, I'm not necessarily someone who believes that everything happens for a reason, but I do believe you can find reason in everything once you're ready. And like, cause I think that that's what people are like, oh, well, are you saying that's supposed to happen to me? And it's like, well, <laughs> not exactly. Kind of, kind of the opposite. Cause I, but that's you know, a, let me, let me just stop you there. That's a great yeah. point because there are a lot of modalities out there or, you know, um, radical acceptance or, you know, all these other methods or lifestyles out there that are very specific to that. Now it, it doesn't matter in the moment if the core truth behind everything is absolutely true or absolutely false, but what the modality is doing in that moment is gearing them up to look for the positive, to look for the lesson, to look for the growth, no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. So inherently, it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. Uh, the mentality and the direction that the person is being pointed to focus on the good rather than the bad. So they don't have to keep repeating that cycle over and over and reliving that experience or reliving that emotion. Right? Mm -hmm. Is to, you know, let go of what they need to let go in that moment and start to move forward no matter how slow or how fast they choose to do it so do you think i kind of mentioned this a little bit at the beginning but although as it's really habitual for people to jump to the big closet cleans like the huge things the the years of baggage the trauma like all of those things but do you also agree that it is kind of everyone's responsibility at some point to start kind of cataloging or reflecting oh, nice. on how they've gotten here <laughs> wouldn't that be nice um so if you use the word responsibility i'm gonna say absolutely yes because no one else is responsible for another's journey right so the answer is cleanly yes and i think the big things now this might sound a little counterintuitive but the big things are the easy things right and they're usually the things that show up first i mean we we, we know it's there and if we've had a traumatic event in our life and we are like, okay, it's time to do some self-work. We're going to do this. We're going to dive inside. The mm -hmm. first thing we're going to look at too is the loudest thing, very logically. But sometimes the more complicated things and the stuff that's more interwoven within to our identity is the nuanced stuff. And it's the small stuff and it's the little itty bitty stuff along the way that has creeped into the fabric of who we are. It takes time to unravel and sometimes it takes a couple attempts at it. Sometimes we think we got it untangled right? and then we kind of, well, we, we got this, we mastered it. We're fit. Oh, this is great. And we have that momentary rush where we're moving forward, feeling wonderful. And then, you know, we connect with an old friend or we connect with somebody else that triggers something else that was still there in that moment. And we realize that there's more work to do. So, I mean, mm. the big stuff of course is heavy and I, I please don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying it's not. Um, but generally the more difficult stuff is the smaller stuff that is woven its way into many things. And, and it could be even just be like a little thread that weaves its way through, you know, six or seven different relationships, the way that we are at work, you know, maybe yeah. how we react when we're challenged or we're feeling insecure. 
Um, and all of a sudden this thing keeps showing up in different areas of our life. And now it's not the person, right? It's our habit. And right. or our own insecurities are showing up. Yeah, 100%. And I've I've heard a lot about that recently. And I, I always refer to it as like the dust in the corners. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm done. But like when you're, it's like when you're a kid and your parents like, okay, well, I'm going to come check. And you're like, wait, wait, <laughs> not yet. I, I'm not done. Um, but a lot of people are talking lately. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to go double check it. A lot of people lately are talking about um, like the inner child work quote it's another way to sure. talk about like what a lot of what we're speaking of and some people have that like oh well like i don't have trauma like, oh i had a good right. relationship with my parents like i don't have anything to work through and then they start getting asked some of those questions and they're like then they start to question oh yeah like where did i learn that about love or where did i learn that instinctual behavior mm -hmm. and like everyone kind of has those things and you're right like the smaller things are sometimes harder to detect and therefore harder to resolve. Yeah, they don't, I, they don't come with a loudspeaker. Yeah. The, the, the big things you're like, well, yeah, I guess it's, it's there. you like solid point. Everyone knew it was there. <laughs> um, but I want to talk about maintenance of the closet too, mm. because, you know, as we all know, sometimes we do these cleans and then we go along and then all of a sudden we kind of peek in our closet. Um, and then we're like, Oh, it kind of got a little messy in there. And sometimes we feel like that undoes everything that we did instead of just kind of focusing on what it means to maintain. That's a great statement. And I think, you know, I love this analogy just for that reason. You know, if you have an empty closet in your house, it doesn't take long for you to throw a bunch of crap into it when you're busy. You're like, oh, I'll fix that later. Oh, it's no big deal. I'll put this here. And, and all of a sudden, the next time you go to get the, the bucket of bleach or the next time you go get a, a cloth, you're like, what happened? And then you you want to turn around like who is here, right? Like who yeah. is? Um, it's such a great analogy, and and you're right. I think a lot of people sometimes are too hard on themselves in those moments to realize or feel like they're going back into that work mode that they dreaded so much and that they have done so much beautiful work within. But yeah, I, well. I think that's separate than the actual maintenance itself. But, you know, the, the thing I would tell them is, is it will look different. And it's not the same thing as, you know, cleaning up something from a year ago or a month ago ago or a day ago. It's not the same thing from decades of habitual habits, right? Like, it's, it's not the same. Um, even though sometimes our knee-jerk reaction is like, oh, I thought I was done. Right? But we still live. We still experience. We still make errors. We still plunge forward we still gain experience you know some stuff we screw up some stuff we're victorious over there's still things to do because this life is not done so the you know the maintenance just like a closet i think the best piece of advice i can give is look often don't be afraid and don't let that heaviness of that ugh feeling allow whisper in your ear to procrastinate it and if you strike when the iron is hot something happens and you're like oh that that didn't feel good don't put it away deal with it mm -hmm. and bring it, bring it forward set it on the kitchen table have a look at it have a conversation with it talk to the person that it involved right and don't stash it because i think mm -hmm. that stashing it is what gets us in trouble whether it was on purpose or whether it was subconscious it doesn't matter that feeling of stashing it and dealing with it later is where things turn into other things 
right? They mm-hmm. build, they grow, they start to look different. We lose our clean perspective on it. And then it becomes this other thing. Now we have to do the work to undo that other thing. And then we do the work to fix the thing. And then just mm-hmm. doing the work to fix the thing. It's crazy when we have these conversations because I really let these metaphors grow too much in my head because I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, you put it, you put it in there and then the dirt grows and then it gets dusty and then there's like more stuff on top of it and it just gets bigger and bigger. And then the yeah. spider web connects to this thing. And that's really how we, we deal with things sometimes when we it's leave true. that stuff unaddressed. And, you know, as we all know, in our own houses, it's harder to kind of pick up after ourselves all the time but it makes those big big deep cleans a lot less work for sure it's true right and when we're dealing with emotional stuff or stuff that is triggering us one way or another it's never the stuff in the closet right it's always the stuff on top of the kitchen cupboards that gets that oily film that's really hard to get off yeah and that's where the emotional stuff is that's why the importance of the faster you can deal with it the better it is for you and that should be your focus in the habit, not how well you use your tool, because everything you deal with will be different. Every emotion is different. Every situation is different. Every person that that one, even if it's the same situation, if it's with a different person, it's going to be different. But if you focused on the habit of the speed to say, you know what, I'm not going to let this lay. Tomorrow's not good enough. Right? So we're going to deal with this right away. And if there's something I have to push off, it's going to be as for little as time as possible. Mm-hmm. I think that's what would serve you the best. Because a lot of people want to practice into the tool work and to say, you know, this is the way I deal with sadness. And this is the way I deal with being happy. This is how I deal with insecurities. It's a bit of a false flag. Yeah. Right? You know, as a really rough outline, sure. You can have a framework there for it and, you know, to set you up for the best success. Absolutely. But every single moment is different. And when you get triggered because you're insecure, it's not the same every time. Mm-hmm. The insecurity, sure, it fires the same. It, it kind of gives you the same reaction. But the context behind why and the context behind why you reacted is going to be different every single time. So practicing a thing that's going to change isn't going to be helpful. But practicing your want to address it and practicing your want not to let it lay, that will serve you. Because the rest doesn't have to be perfect. If you have momentum and you have a nice open quorum with that person, excuse me, and you have that dialogue with that person or that willingness to approach it, that's, that's perfection right there. Everything else that comes after, whether it takes, you know, a minute to fix or a day to fix or a week to fix, that's the part that doesn't matter as long as it's getting fixed. Yeah. And I think that that point that you're making really brings us full circle back to what you said at the beginning of why this is important is so that things that we experience don't become the lens of our future experiences. So we're not, we're allowing ourselves to have each experience and individual and interaction to be different and when we don't clean out the closet or when we don't address these things it gets really blurry and it gets really hard to treat everything as individual but when we focus on just trying not to leave it there to fester to change to affect the next interaction like like you said like that's really the important part absolutely and if it's because we love metaphors so much and you know little fun little blurbs here 
Have you ever watched a race car driver? The ones that drive on like a mix between drive pavement and mud tracks and gravel and stuff like that. Across their visor, they have like 50 sheets of what looks like saran wrap. It's just really, really thin plastic. So when they go through the muddy parts and mud splashes all over their face and they're just, you know, a hot mess, they just grab one side and they tear it and they have a clean view. It's like an instant set of windshield wipers. Mm. That's what we're talking about. Right? Because if we keep trying to view things through the mud of our past or the mud of our own procrastination, because that's the real truth, right? If we keep dealing with things through the mud of our own procrastination, it doesn't look right. It never will. So we got to tear off the lens, right? We got to have a clean view of it. And then we have to, we have to do that work. Nobody else is going to tear that for us. Mm. I like that. I don't know, like, well, I don't seems... know how to add on to it because that was like no, a perfect, perfect metaphor for that. <laughs> no, uh, you know, I think that sometimes it just speaks to itself as when we're done, we're done, you know? Absolutely. Well, I think that's it, guys. So thank you so much for spending some time here with us tonight. We I love having you guys here. Obviously, you guys are the reasons that we put this event on. So thank you for hanging out with us for a little while tonight. For everybody here in Altspace, I wish you a wonderful evening whether you're world hopping or going to another event after this i hope you have a great time tonight and those that are listening on the podcast thank you for sharing your time with us and i hope to talk to you guys soon and oh before i forget wonderful tech booth up there a big shout out to them to help us record all these lives and making sure everything runs smoothly up here so thank you very much katie now goodbye <laughs> thanks guys <laughs> have a wonderful night <laughs> I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I would like to take a minute and just thank you for your time here today in spending it with us. If you have further questions about the company, the things that we talk about, or what it is that we do, you're welcome to navigate to the main website at angelichealing.ca. You can connect directly with our socials, see my North American team's profiles, and look at some exciting topics that are still to come. You are also welcome to use the Contact Us tab to request topics for future episodes. I would love to hear from you guys. Until next time. <laughs>